Today we are diving into the second part of some of the most impactful lessons that will truly create lifelong shifts in how you perceive life, how you show up in life, and what shows up for you in life. And if you recall yesterday, two days ago, we had wrapped up our conversation about focusing our energy and direction towards what it is that we want to achieve. But we must figure out what we truly want to achieve. We must figure out what we truly love. And that's where today starts. You see, it's my belief that there is almost a, always a calling for all of us to serve others. In some capacity, this is where the greatest fulfillment actually comes from. Think about right now the times that you were happiest. Like truly, at a soul's level. Was it when you pulled some change out of your pocket and gave it to the man on the corner? Was it when you held the door open for some woman or man that was walking through it? Or when you helped your children tie their shoes. These are all acts of servitude towards others. And that's actually what I feel like our mission in life is. It's to share and care for others, though as though they are us. It's my belief that we're all one and the same and end up being mirrors of one another. And when you can find your passion and tie it to the way to help and improve the lives of others, things get very exciting. They get exciting because I, too, had a different life at one point. All I was concerned about was the relentless pursuit of income. All I cared about was me. How much money could I make? What car could I buy? What watch was on my wrist? All of these were self-centered. None of this mattered for anybody else. And after having went through that and then having lost all of it, I eventually got incredibly clear on what my soul's purpose actually is. You see, I realized that I wanted to have people feel loved and feel heard. And at that basis, how, how in the world could I ever make money with that? How could I ever support my family? When I say it out loud back then, how can I make money making sure that people feel loved and that people feel heard? I don't know. I suppose I could become a social worker. That doesn't really seem right. Are the bells going off in your, in your mind yet? That's what I get to do for a living every day. I get to sit in front of people. I get to make sure that they feel loved by me and I get to make sure that they feel heard. And then I get to add endless and abundant amounts of value back into their lives and witness the transformation that happens right before me. I don't ever feel tired a moment in my life, which is something I need to bring up to you. Have you ever considered why you're so tired? Have you ever considered why you want to sleep so much? I have your answer. You have no passion. You don't have passion in your life. Be honest with yourself for a moment. If you're that tired all the time, you don't have passion. It's okay to admit it. You see, every person that I've ever met that wakes up early all have an internal driving force which seemingly makes it effortless for them to wake up and go. They all seem to love what they do and they live for the moment they get to do it in. They have no energy leaks 
and they're always focused on the task at hand in that moment as though it's the most important thing they're going to achieve all day. Now I brushed over the term energy leaks, but I don't know that you fully understand what I mean by that. Energy leaks, as I view them, are the times we're consumed with the needless and endless worry of something that isn't in the now. From this place, I will guarantee that your mental energy is shot, leaving your creativity, leaving your motivation, and leaving your optimism to be completely drained from your soul. And when it's drained, it leaves you unbelievably exhausted. And if this doesn't do it for you, too much stress is also doing this for you. So how do we eliminate too much stress and energy leaks? We find purpose together. We find your purpose in a sense of servitude towards others. You don't have to leave your current state of employment in order to find purpose. It's not required. What is required, you don't have to go bankrupt either like I did. What is required is that you have to take some risks. You're going to have to shake up your life a little bit. You're going to have to break out of the norm. Get out of the confines of your comfort zone. You're going to have to break the status quo. Right? Remember in yesterday's conversation when we were discussing the fact of you've been around the same people that have been doing the same things and thinking the same thoughts? Those people are the same people that are going to think you're crazy the minute you say, I want to be a professional house painter because I love to be outside and I enjoy the beauty of a freshly painted house. Those people won't understand that. You're going to have to shake up your norm. And in order to do that, there's this part of you that's practical. You're going to have to stop that at once. I literally beg you right now to stop being so damn practical. If you start doing the things that you've always wanted to do, you'll start to notice that your calculated risk will end up paying huge dividends in your life. I know this again from personal experience. It makes no sense from where I sit with all the things I've been through, with my ability to sell, with my ability to market, with my ability to do these things, that out of all the career paths I could have taken, that I chose to do what I'm doing now, but I love every minute of it. I love every minute of changing people's lives because I get to bear witness to their greatness and not greatness that I created, greatness that they found themselves. All that came from shaking up my life and from breaking out of the norm. It was an incredibly calculated risk, but one I had to take. You see, I realized I was never going to be able to touch third base if I wasn't willing to take my foot off of first. It was not going to be possible. And the best way for me to really dive into this, to truly create the plan and execute on it, was to take time each day to sit in silence and comp contemplate where I wanted to go. I began to take just a few minutes every day to reflect on my day and see how I was living towards my purpose. What made me feel good and what made me feel bad? What are the things that I did that were driving me forward and what were the things that were keeping me stuck in the moment? You see, daily incremental improvements will create lasting results which lead to positive changes that become unrecognizable to yourself and those people around you. All you really need to do is take 10 minutes of focused reflection per day and it will have a truly impactful and profound impact in your life. But I know what you're saying right now. 
this is all well and good, Ryan. Yesterday, yesterday's show was great. Today's is going pretty well, but you don't understand my life. I don't have time to do what you're telling me to do. I don't have time to spend thinking about things like this. The minute you say you don't have time, the minute you ever say in your life, I don't have time, I want you to remember one simple thing. You ever saying that you don't have time is like saying you don't have time to get gas because you're too busy driving. It makes no sense. In order to achieve all the things you want to achieve, it's worth holding 10 minutes of space for yourself. I'm going to give you the way to do that. The best way to focus in silence on your life and its outcomes is to find some sort of trinket of importance to you. Maybe it's a coin that you found on the ground. Maybe it's one of your children's toys. Maybe it's something you just believe to have some sort of significance. You know what that is as I said it to you. It should be something that's able to fit in your hand. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to find a quiet place in your home. Don't care where it is. You could be staring into a corner. It could be a bathroom. You have somewhere in your house that is quiet at some point. In that quiet place, you're going to take the trinket, take the thing that you have, and stare directly at it. Truly lock eyes with it. Peer into its very essence. Begin to notice the design, the texture, and only think about the thing that's in front of you in your hand. See, at first when you do this, you're going to become distracted. It's how this kind of works. Your mind wants to leave the moment because for so long, the pattern you've been running has been chaotic and stressful. And so it's going to feel awkward to remain focused on something that's inanimate and in your hand and seemingly so trivial. This is a sign of your mind being untrained, which is okay because now that we understand that your mind is most likely untrained, improvements will be able to come quickly with consistency. So this is one of those things that over the 672, you need to do every day. You need to hold time and space for yourself, just 10 minutes of solitude, of being able to focus on something, something you can hold in your hand, peer into it and quiet the chatter of your mind. You see, the first times you do this, I know that the true silence will be foreign and ultimately uncomfortable. You're probably not used to it. When's the last time you were truly in the midst of silence? No cell phone in your hand, no kids, no husband or wife, no noisy traffic or radio on. True, absolute silence. You see, you probably can't recall. And if you can recall, and I ask when's the last time you did it, you'll, you'll say, I, I, can't, I, I don't exactly know. I don't have time again. I don't have time for 10 minutes to sit quietly and stare at something. What I'll then share with you is if you're still that person, you're the person that would tell me you don't remember the last time you focused on hearing children laugh or enjoying the magic rhythmic pounding of the rain. You're the same person that's not stopping to acknowledge all the beauty and brilliance around you and you're just going through the motions of life. Going through the motions of life is not what you're meant to do. There's far more for you to do as you align with your purpose. I'll also say that if you're the person that can't find 10 minutes, you don't have many friends. I'm serious. You just don't. Because friendships take time. 
And time is something that you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself about not having time, especially if you just said you can't hold on to 10 minutes of solitude. And 10 minutes is really just a starting point. Ideally, the the true brilliance, the true genius happens at the 20-minute mark. Being able to stare at an object for 20 minutes without breaking mental thoughts is the first sign in your life that you're taking back over the chatter and it no longer has control. At that point, you'll be ready to begin focusing on and only on the desired outcomes of your life. You can control your mind. Because if you don't, it will always control you. And it always controlling you has gotten you to this exact moment on this exact day. See, once you begin to control and calm your mind, you'll also feel more calm just in general. You'll begin to ease the worried habits you picked up over your lifetime up until this moment. I know you're going to enjoy more energy and optimism and that sense of joy that you feel and appreciation will seem to be flowing abundantly all around you. This is something I get to watch. This is something hundreds of people have done right in front of me. This is something that you don't have to pay to do. These are things that make an impact in your life instantaneously if you're willing to dedicate the time. You see, this idea of staring at something inanimate something for 10 to 20 minutes, something about calming down your mind, you could then begin to refer to this as that crazy M word, meditation. When the practice remains consistent, you could call what you are doing meditation and potentially you begin to remove the object and just focus on the silence. But maybe, right, that's just one tool in your toolbox. I want to give you another one right now. And that's opposition thinking. I want to share with you something that will work every time a negative thought comes in your mind. Every time you begin to go to something of your past. Every time you feel worry, anxiety, fear, shame, or guilt. And that's opposition thinking. See, your mind can only hold on to one thing at a time. So when that undesirable thought enters your mind, immediately and with immense vigor, replace it with an uplifting thought. See, self-knowledge ends up being a stepping stone to your own personal self-mastery. And the easiest way to go through opposition thinking is to become aware of the thought you just had. Man, I had a bad thought about not having any money. Okay? Step two is to appreciate once and for all that just as easily as you allowed that unhappy thought to enter, you're able to usher in a happy thought in its place. So, man, I'm afraid I don't have any money. Happy thought? Ah, I'm in the process of making money right now. I'm good. Right? It's just a sense of what you tell yourself and what you assume to be true. See, you should concentrate on becoming cheerful and energetic. Feel that you are happy. I want you to start to smile, my friend, to sit up straight and to breathe deeply through your stomach. This will all shift your phase and allow you to start to think of more positive thoughts. See, the negative things you've been thinking are weighing you down. They're keeping you slow. Those negative things are signs of a weak mind. And a weak mind leads to weak action. And you don't want weak action. 
I mean, the thoughts that you have are actual living little energetic bundles of stuff. You can't afford the luxury in your life of even one negative thought. It's like a redwood seed that gets planted in your mind. By the time it grows rapidly into an enormous tree, it's almost impossible to cut down by normal means. Your mind actually works in a series of pictures most efficiently. I mean, think about it. You don't remember reading words. You don't see the words. You see the images that the words associated with. If you want to remember a street name, you most likely remember where you saw that street name at. Was it on your phone? Was it on the actual street sign? Was it on a series of directions? Your mind works in pictures. So if you want to truly begin to reshape your life, you must begin to cultivate the thoughts in your mind with clear and vivid mental images of who you are in the process of becoming. You need to picture yourself and your self-image and think about the ideal version of you. Think about the way that you feel. Think about the way that you'd be acting. Think about all that you would achieve. Your mental prophecy would ultimately become your reality. You see, if you just spend a few minutes in creative, visionary isolation, your life will begin to get better. You need to begin to truly stop and see yourself as the person you want to be. You should stop and see yourself as the person you are working towards. This person you are working towards, how, does, how do they look? What are their physical features? Are they overweight? Are they slender? Do they have muscular tone? What's their haircut look like? What kind of car do they drive? Or are they driven at all? Maybe they live on a countryside where they don't have a car. Where do you live and how do you talk? Who all is around you? You see, I understand this might all sound foreign, like I might be crazy, and perhaps I guess I could be. But I'm crazy enough to believe this will work because I have seen it work. Not only in my clients' lives, but in my own. I mean, how else do you think I found a beautiful wife? I get to live every day having a career that I absolutely love. A body that I'm absolutely over the moon happy with. And financial abundance that seems to always be on tap. It's from this. It's from visualizing who it is that I'm striving to become and owning that and embodying that today, not waiting for some magic day in the future where it shows up. Because, my friend, there's no nobility in the poverty that you might experience, just as there's no nobility in trying to prove yourself to be superior to another. The only true noble act is to be superior to your former self, who you were yesterday. The best way to do that is to run your own race, to follow the beat of your own drum, to be the you that you have always wanted to be. And in order to help you be the person you've always wanted to be, I encourage you to head over to OptimizeLifeShow.com. On OptimizeLifeShow.com, we have every episode transcribed with value-added resources to help propel you forward in a more quick manner. That's OptimizeLifeShow.com, which is this show's collection of all the value-added resources that we could come up with completely complementary to alter the trajectory of your life. That's OptimizeLifeShow.com. And if it's not OptimizeLifeShow.com that's going to change your life, it's going to be the Human Potential Institute.com forward slash optimized.
See, the Human Potential Institute is the resource above all resources for personal development and bettering your life, not only for yourself, but potentially if you're interested in bettering the lives of others. See, Human Potential Institute is one of the only ICF-accredited training certifications that allow you to get your health and wellness certificate as well as your life coaching certificate. For more information on the Human Potential Institute, head over to humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimized for all the information possible on how to truly begin to live a better version of your own life. As I share that with you, you probably are thinking, man, if I were to do that, people are going to judge me. If I, were to, if I were to actually take a step and work on some personal development, or maybe I want to help other people, I'm going to be judged. My, my mom's not going to understand, or my, my husband or wife, my friends, they won't get it. I'll tell you right now, do not be concerned with the thoughts of others as long as you know you're doing what is right for you. You must know it in your heart and soul, though. It can't be something in your head. You should never, ever measure yourself against someone else's monetary success because every second you spend thinking about someone else's dreams is a moment that you end up taking away from your own. And while the secret map to success has been long and might be leaving you fatigued, secret map being this show and the show before, the fatigue that you might experience, that tiredness, it's actually a state of mind most of the time. I'm serious. Think about this. How many times have you been tired midday at the office? As you're at work, you're like, man, I'm, I just can't wait to get home. I just, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and eat and go to bed. The day's been long. It's, it's plenty of hours left and you're just worn out. But then you look down and your cell phone rings. It's one of your closest friends. And this friend says to you, hey, we're going out to... Going out to the park, we're going to play some frisbee golf. We'd love for you to come. You perk up out of nowhere. You get an overwhelming sense of energy. You say, yeah, I'm in. I'll definitely be there. What time? And you're one of the first to arrive. And you're able to play the entire game and you don't fall asleep like a narcoleptic on the field. You get done. You go as a group to dinner. You're still not tired there. You're stimulated by the conversation. It's not until you finally arrive home where you're tired. That's because in those moments, you're incredibly present, right? In the moments where you're with your friends, in the moments where you're out playing that hypothetical game of Frisbee golf, you have to truly be in the moment. And by being in the moment, you can only experience the energy that exists in that moment. And just like by staying with me throughout this episode and the episode before, you have been incredibly present. And when you are incredibly present, you don't worry about the past or the future. And all those without worries have ample energy. And that's what I'm going to continue to pour into you over the next six shows. I want you to show up for yourself with ample energy and ample drive and motivation. Because again, even if you just went back and listened to these two episodes consistently for the next 672 hours, if these were all that you consumed, these two shows and the next six, you wouldn't need to hire anyone to help you at all. You wouldn't need to read another personal development book. 
You wouldn't need to attend another seminar. You wouldn't need any of that. I'm literally going to give you eight consistent days of trajectory-changing content backed up with value-added resources and full transcriptions on OptimizeLife.com because you are capable of so much more than you realize. And I believe that all you need to do is become aware and awaken to the greatest version of yourself that's inside. I'm Ryan Nidell, and I want to wish you truly unlimited success.